Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Thank you, Farad, and thank you, all of our fellow baby boomers. Welcome back to another show of Another Day Above Ground. We're so glad that you joined us. And uh, when I say we're glad, I mean, of course, my two partners. This is a three-legged stool, and so we need three legs. And just on a, you know, if you ever have a three-legged stool, get to a physician immediately. But, but... (laughs) (laughs) yeah, apparently you need new dentures. You haven't been chewing enough. Well, my partners on this program are, as always, from the beautiful state of Colorado, the beautiful Carolyn Strauss. That's so funny, because when I was a model back in the day, and I mean back in the day, we used to call what we did the, the three leg, the three legs of modeling, which was pretty poised and proportionate. And then I grew up and um, started businesses, and I'm like peaceful, powerful, and prosperous. So there's peas everywhere, and those are my three legs everywhere now. Dale has told me he used to be a three-legged model. (laughs) Back when I lived in Nantucket. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I, I would say something really funny, but uh, so what happened, Dale? But we're not- <laughs> Shrinkage. <laughs> A very uh, cold swimming pool. <laughs> oh boy, what? Uh, where were we now? <laughs> I mean, oh, that was that was your opening, Tim, uh, the Aristotle of comedy from Indiana, Mr. Tim Slagle. Hey, inspired by. Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter. Mike Lindell, the founder of MyPillow, has decided to buy MySpace. (laughs) Promises to make it the most comfortable social media platform you've ever been on. That's that's a beautiful thing. I I was reading a book the other day on wacky facts, you know, because that's the kind of books I read, a thousand wacky facts. And one of them, it said, penguins. Penguins have one orgasm a year. A year. What does that tell you? That tells you penguins are married. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say they're doing way better than my single friends. So yay for the penguins. I'm very happy for them. (laughs) Maybe your friends need to wear a tuxedo. That should help. (laughs) But the penguins aren't expected to fake several. (laughs) you know one of the concerns i think we have as baby boomers is you know we we've been thrown into this pandemic which you know we've never experienced before and now we don't know exactly how to get out of it so uh you know we uh, once again we went to to great great personal expense to line up an expert in telling us what we should do next. And uh, Marsha Dasko is an author, a speaker, and she wrote a book called Pivot, Disrupt, Transform. And uh, Marsha, thank you for being with us today on Another Day Above Ground. Thank you very much for having me on your platform. It will be lively, I'm sure. It usually is, you know, unless we doze off. But um, <laughs> I don't know if Dale got his nap today, so I'm, I'm just coming out of it, you know. Pivot, disrupt, transform. It sounds to me like a, a revolutionary basketball player. I, I, I don't, uh, I don't understand exactly what the what the title is. So first of all, explain that to us. 
okay, someone sees a need and abruptly changes direction to meet that need. So we really saw so many examples of that in the past two years with the pandemic. And um, before, when I, three years ago, when I uh, got the book written and published, I wasn't thinking about the pandemic. I actually didn't have that crystal ball saying that, oh, COVID is coming and get ready. But um, great leaders are continually pivoting. They're continually scanning their environment in order to see where are the possibilities? What are the needs? What are the opportunities? Let's keep moving forward. So that's what pivoting is always about. It's so you, meeting needs. So you said seeing a need and going for it. So that what instantly popped into my mind is I go into the grocery store to buy a bag of orange and the need for Twinkies suddenly appears <laughs> and I, I pivot instantly and head straight <laughs> to, the, to the cakes and I'm much happier. And so I think pivoting causes happiness and the need for new clothes. <laughs> yeah, and then and then when the stores tell us no you're not coming in we're pivoting you we're shutting down we we had to get creative about how are we going to get those new clothes and those twinkies and everything oh they gave Don't us the, they the gave us the twinkies yeah there was no yeah. problem getting twinkies you know, you could have as many. I think the government sent some around too. They sent Twinkies to everybody. It was their way of getting through this. But um, so the so the first thing you should do then is just by basically scan the horizon and try and see what's coming next. That's the first rule we give when we teach people to ride motorcycles. You're constantly scanning the horizon to see what else is out there. That's and true. then and then what's the disrupt thing? So we get disrupted, or we anticipate getting disrupted. So we either can disrupt ourselves by continually learning and scanning and looking to the future, but so many people stay stuck. We're just stuck. We like the status quo. We like our comfort zone, but learning takes place at the edge of the comfort zone. So we have to push ourselves and we have to disrupt ourselves or we get disrupted. We saw that with the pandemic. We saw the disruption in organizations and careers. Um, when people had to learn at home, they had to work at home, they had to do telemedicine. So we, there were so many opportunities that we had before we had the pandemic. We could do many, many of those things, but the pandemic forced us to do those things. So what we did was we actually accelerated our ability to disrupt. Well, is that a good thing? I mean, I, you know, I, I've been disrupted a lot during the pandemic, but I, I, I don't I think my ability to adapt to it has gotten any better. It's just become, you know, what's normal. Maybe I've always, is. I've always uh, uh, prided myself on my ability to abrupt disrupt things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's why I got thrown out of class when I was a kid quite often. It's still very disruptive. Well, you had a. Uh, uh, teachers that were not in that creative mindset and that's they wanted right. you to fit in the box. Uh, that's right. So, it was their fault. They didn't know how to pivot. 
And the box I, wasn't very big, and then they'd beat on it with rulers once you were in there, and it was very bad. I, I, I now have my new favorite phrase. Oh, go disrupt yourself. I'm in. I'm there. I am going to use that all the time. Yes. I'm going to stick you, with you know. Putin off. <laughs> so the, the more what – I, what I've observed in the past couple of years is the more creative that people are – and leaders in organizations or yourself at home um, and how you interact with children and everything, the more creative you are, the easier it is to disrupt, pivot, transform. Because your mindset is continually thinking about how can we do it better? How can we do it different? How can we be bold? How can we shake things up? How can we um, anticipate new and different and Go forward. That's the mindset. That's the that's the future mindset versus the the fixed mindset. Okay. So you first you scan the horizon, then you look for possibilities to disrupt, and then you uh, disrupt things by basically uh, turning the kettle upside down and seeing what shakes out, and then you get transformed. No, you're saying no. That's not what it is. Well, it it some. It depends. Sometimes it's that's yes, it, the disruption is upside down and is a good thing. Sometimes the disruption is upside down and it's not so great, but the the thing is about that, keep going. Learn and keep going. So okay. you, you do it and you study what worked, what doesn't work, and let's keep going. We've got to go to the future. We're not going to get stuck. We're not going to stay in the status quo. You know, you're talking to baby boomers, right? Doesn't, it doesn't matter. Well, yes, it does. We kind of get into ruts. We kind of get, you know, set in our ways and set in our patterns of thinkings and things like that. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it does matter. I mean, if if I got to turn the pot over, damn it, I'm turning it all the way over and see what, uh, what goes on in there. But, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's hard, hard for get the baby boomers to change. You ought to see the challenge getting them to learn how to tune in a podcast. (laughs) 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 Yes. It's um, it, it it depends again. You know, some baby boomers are super creative. Some are stuck. But again, the more that the baby boomers or anybody um, can just think about how can we make it better and different. I have a friend who's a baby boomer and he's super involved in an organization now to pull plastic out of the ocean down in Santa Cruz. It's so exciting. I can't wait to um, go down and um, tour their facility. So they're getting operations up right now, but he's a baby boomer and he's pivoting. I know a lot of baby boomers that pull metal out of the beach. Oh yeah. (laughs) Every morning. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. All right, Marcia. So we pivoted, we disrupted. Talk to us about transforming. Transforming is when you do something and it's so amazing. You will never go back to the old way. So for example, a caterpillar becomes a butterfly. It's never going to go back to being a caterpillar. Um, in an organization, a uh, 
many organizations have done performance appraisals where they rank and rate and blame and criticize and judge people. Once they learn that those are dysfunctional and cause cre um, toxic work in workplaces, they will stop doing them and they will never go back to doing that again because it's harmful. So that's a transformation. So like the, okay, so the caterpillar becomes a butterfly and he's never going back. It's kind of like when Bruce Jenner became Caitlyn Jenner and you know, she's probably never going back. I don't that's know. I haven't seen a naked picture of her yet. <laughs> she might be able to. Yeah. And, and for me, it's like when I found underwire bras, I am never going back to the other kind. It just, <laughs> it's not worth it. So that was a transformation. Is that what you're saying, Marsha? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So once people discover, you know, the nude beaches, why would they bother taking their clothes again? Um, <laughs> a lot of reasons, actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> sunscreen yeah. stings. Yeah, I went and I'm to just going to leave it at that. I went to one nude beach. I'm never oh. going back. <laughs> oh, it is the most entertaining place in the world, Tim. Are you kidding? <laughs> nude beaches are It depends. Yes. A nude beach in the Riviera might be entertaining. Nude beach in Indiana, people are mooing. Okay? <laughs> now, you said in your uh, in some of the notes that we got from you, Marsha, you talk about encore careers. That seems like it would be a, a category for a baby boomer, an encore career. I'm done with my career, but now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pivot and disrupt and transform and do something else. Like, how would you figure out what type? a career you should do do something you've always wanted to do that is so different people ask me if and i ask my clients if i didn't do what i'm doing or what i retired in what else would i have done and i shock people because i say i would have been a professional dancer because i love dancing so it's anything that you want to do or anything where you feel a strong passion to um, give back, to mentor or read to children. I, I've met people that go into elementary schools and they just read to the kids, they just spend time. And so it's anything that you wanna do that makes a difference. Define, like define professional dance. Because I know I know Dale's watched a lot of professional dancers. <laughs> I, I don't know if that's what you mean. <laughs> I knew I knew that that was gonna not just <laughs> Well, I haven't done anything and on a pole, but um, <laughs> but I do. I just I just love 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 dancing. So it would be something more like we see J Lo. And on the stage, it would be stage dancing like oh, that. Okay. Okay. I went and and um, volunteered for a political campaign because they said I could work at a polling place, and I walked in. <laughs> there weren't any. <anybody laughs> <I left. laughs> yeah, you were disappointed completely. I was shocked and disappointed, and and I quit. So yeah. And not well, a single dollar bill. None. Not so, one. Ashley, on Groupon, I saw that there was a class for pole lessons. And I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. I'll buy that. 
and I still have it. So if you want my certificate, I'm happy to gift it to you, and you can full try the pole dancing. Do you, do you have a pole at home, Marcia? Um, no, but I can, you know, we can make one. We'll... <laughs> Why well, I always date firemen, there's always a pole. Always. Yeah, <laughs> down the street. So actually, maybe I could ask him if I could go practice on their pole. I'm sure, I'm sure they'd let you. They have a lot of idle hours. <laughs> so when you were when we were talking earlier, Marsha, you said something about um, dealing with young people. So for us baby boomers, if we didn't give birth to them, I know that um, you know Dale has has a beautiful little granddaughter now, but that's like too young to deal with this stuff. But how are they more adept at pivoting? disrupting and transforming are they not does it depend on their personality you know if we're talking about 20 somethings right who are always in our way now um what <laughs> are they more adept at what you teach not necessarily because i've worked with so well across the board all sectors and all ages of people from retiring and past retiring actually to young people and so, but it doesn't, age has nothing to do with it. What I find is that it's more about openness to learning and being creative. Those are, those are the two traits that really help people take off to stronger and more vital pivots. And my granddaughter is not too young to learn this because she's she's going through potty training now <laughs> to the point where when she has to go, she'll stop, pivot, find the potty, discharge, and then, you know, transform. So Disrupt. They, 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 learn, they learn that. <laughs> Disrupt, discharge, whatever. What age is that, two? Uh, she's, she'll be uh, three at the end of the month. Oh, my. Oh yeah, that's what I just said in my own head, Tim. Yeah, oh, I know she because was born you were a month ago in my brain. I, I yeah, yeah, because Dale announced her uh, uh, her arrival, her, her impending arrival on this podcast. Oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah. Oh. I always freeze children in time. So if they were three years old when I met them, they might be thirty three now and they have their own three year old. But I've still got them at age three. So if this podcast. Was a was 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 a human? It'd be getting potty trained right about now. <laughs> it would be beyond potty trained. It would be getting locked in the closet for misbehaving if it was at my house. But, you know how I am with children. It's why Dale will never let me babysit ever. No, no. I don't think he's gonna let me meet her even when I'm out in Chicago. Uh, throw it through a heavy glass window. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One adult always present in the room. I'm good with that. Somebody's got to change it. It's not going to be me. It's not an it. Somebody's got to change it. Oh, sorry. Her. <laughs> I just, I didn't want to gender bias her, Dale. You know, I didn't want to say her because I didn't want to gender bias her or label her. That is the society we're living in now. Why are you still on this show? Because <laughs> nobody else said yes. That is why. <laughs> so, uh, Marcia, uh, let's get to a, a tip. Your top. 
three or five or however many tips you have for baby boomers on what they should do. We've we've reached, you know, our our 60s and 70s and a lot of us are retired. What do we do? Go do something you've never done before. Hmm. Go read something you've never done before. I often when I go to the bookstore, I'll buy a magazine that I have never heard of before that I have typically probably zero interest in just to keep refreshing, refreshing. So that's what I would suggest is, yeah, go, go do the zip lining, go do. Go someplace you've never been before, Carolyn. That would be the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Using, using the oven. Yes. That is something that I could learn. I don't really love the kitchen either, but the microwave, (laughs) microwave, I'm in big trouble. And you can put a microwave anywhere. It can be in a bedroom. It can be in an office. I love the microwave. I am right there with you, Marsha. Exactly. I told my wife I wanted breakfast in bed. She told me to sleep in the kitchen. (laughs) 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 Why have a kitchen? I could have a house without a kitchen. When wow. I bought, when I went, when I bought my apartment in New York, my dad was with me and we were looking at apartments and we went in and he said, well, you know, what kind of kitchen do you need? And I said, dad, a kitchen's a room with a phone, right? <laughs> and he said, yes. And I said, okay. And I had a, I had a little teeny galley kitchen, literally so small that two people couldn't fit in there at the same time. It was just a place to keep stuff in the fridge. Wow. I get it. And then next, then my place in New York across the street was the full buffet. You yes. could go and get anything, anytime you wanted. Salad buffet, whatever. That's exactly right. I had that right next door. The little market. Yep. Hey, well, I got a bunch of stuff in the refrigerator, so that's what I use. So <laughs> anyhow, okay, that's one. Do something you've never done before. Give me another tip. Oh, my goodness. Um. Think about people that you have not connected with recently. It might be five, 15, you know, 25 years and, and look them up, explore, you know, where they're at, what they've been doing. Um, I went with one of my friends, we were in San Diego uh, in January and we went to see some of her friends who she hadn't seen in decades. And one of them is a CEO. She's a retired colonel. One of them is the CEO. And they, we were sitting in a conference room, the three of us, and they both shared that they had a crush on each other back in high school. Hmm. And I'm like, uh, I think it's time for me to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I just the other day I called my uh, my college roommate because we're coming up on our fiftieth college reunion. <laughs> but anyhow, I talked to him and we spoke for forty five minutes about our mutual ailments. <laughs> what do you got? Oh, geez, I've been to the doctor four times this week. My back is killing me. I got the, and you know that's that seems to be what we chat about now is is what's what's hurting. It wasn't about all of the trouble you used to get into. 50 years ago? Uh, no, we kind of just let that die off. We both know 
know what it was, but we try not to bring it up again, you know, because I don't think that the statute of limitations has run out on a couple of things. So. <laughs> okay, so point number one is try something new. Point number two, stalk old boyfriends. What was point number three? <laughs> good, good. Okay. Am I not hearing it right, guys? Oh, uh, uh, you're hearing it exactly the way you want to. Yeah. Perfect. That's good. Now that statute of limitations that might go forward too. So whatever you do, once you capture them, you know, um, and then, so we've looked at, um, going forward to do something different, going backwards to connect with people. And then what would you do sometime in the next week that would be so out of character and Think about what could we say or do or um, contribute so differently or experience, especially an experience. Where could that go in the next week? Next so it's week, not. I'm, hmm, I'm going to change my underwear. You're going nice from future. boxers to briefs? <laughs> thong, baby. Nothing but a thong. <laughs> I will offer to babysit so, for somebody's children. I just have to find somebody who would let me make that offer, which I don't think would happen. So no, try the uh, try the uh, orphans home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, Marsha, thank you so much for being with us, giving us some ideas that our Boomer listeners can uh, can take with them and perhaps try and uh, impact their life a little bit in order to pivot and disrupt and transform. Tell our listeners if they want to get a copy of your book or if they'd like to learn more about your uh, speaking, where would they get a hold of you? The best place to go get the book is on Amazon, or they can go to my website, m-go.com, which the spelling is a little tricky. So that's why I just guide people to the book, and the contact information is also there. Well, let's spell it for them. It's m-d-a-s-z-k-o.com. So that way you can autograph the book for them, you know, because if they get it from Amazon, they got to autograph it themselves, <laughs> which my, my my dad always did. I had nothing but autograph books when I was a kid. <laughs> I love that. I had a great baseball from Babe Ruth, too, until I tried to sell it. <laughs> yes. And I'm on LinkedIn, too, so I love when people link and send me a message. Fantastic. Marsha Dasko, thank you very much for uh, joining us and teaching us how to pivot and then disrupt and then transform. Thank you for joining us here. Thank you very much. Nice seeing all of you. Well, now that we've got all the baby boomers excited about pivoting and disrupting and transforming, we'd like to thank uh, uh, Marsha one more time. And uh, in our final words, Carolyn, do you have anything to uh, to leave with the uh, with our listener? I really do think taking a pole dancing class does sound like fun. And it would be in a class, and I'd be fully dressed. So I'm thinking that I'm going to find a class I haven't done and go try it. Might not be pole dancing, but it'll be some kind of dancing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm inspired. Okay, let us let us know. We'll come to the club and sit close. Uh, <laughs> $2 bills. Man, none of this $1 bill thing. It's not going to work for me. All right, how about you, Tim? Any final words for the folks? Yeah, pivot over to timslegel.com and uh, see where I'm going to be disrupting next. It uh, will transform your life. 
wow, what a beautiful tie. And that's why he's Aristotle. You know, it just all comes together. And I'm going to tell you to visit DaleIrvin.com where you can sign up for free for the Friday Funnies and I will make you laugh in your email every single Friday. Other than that, please, thanks for listening. Tell your friends about this and enjoy the rest of the day because today is another day above ground. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening.